someone else has already said it fast. This is the best method. The best ones aren't as good as you probably think they are. What is best in life? I did the best I could. Doing my best. The best. The best. Best, 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 best. Yes, welcome to Best of the Best with your host, Connor Keyes, alongside me, my co-host, Mr. Ronan Mullen. We are here uh, for the one and only Phoenix Knights. Um, Peter Keyes, Phoenix Knights, you want to call it that? And uh, as part of our Best of the Best in regards to uh, TV, movies and music. And this time we have went for TV uh, with Phoenix Knights and we fucking love it. It's great. So we're talking 2001, um, Phoenix Knights, uh, is Peter Case. Connor, before, uh, before you get too far into this wee spiel you've got here, uh-huh. I have a wee bone to pick with you. Oh, a wee one? Remember the last time you performed a, a musical event in uh, the town of Oma, specifically in the Silver Birches? Ah. Uh. It was uh, around, around Christmas time? Right? It was, uh-huh. You, um... You promised me if it was ever going to happen again. Now, this is your words. I have it on WhatsApp. The next time it happens, I'll inform you of when we're doing it. And uh. we can sort of work around it. Now, I'm not on about playing at it. Or I, just wanted, I just wanted to go. Uh, big fan. So, I'm on Facebook, like... Two weeks ago, not even eleven days exactly, because I remember, <laughs> and I see that there's another committed uh, tribute to the commitments event happening. W- what date's that on? Uh, the twentieth of December, thank you, Ronan. This year, two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen, yeah. That's for all the kids that are going to listen to this in two thousand twenty-three, and are going to turn up at the birches, and you're not there because we're all dead. Mm-hmm. Anyway. What are you doing? What did you, uh, what was your communication to me regarding the date in particular? My communication, zero. And why did you do that? Um, because I just, I just assumed you would be. Because you're a fraud? Because I just assumed you'd be free. Like what? Drummer was out drumming on Christmas? (sighs) Who eats turkey and ham on a Saturday? You know what I mean? Fuck's sake. Who forgets the batteries? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm not available. So you're not available. And we're like a million miles away playing, so I won't even be like back for the last half hour or sort of job. Oh. Uh, what are they? We'll live stream it to you. Um, How? What? What? We'll live stream it to you. I'm playing? Put oh, it fuck, a, am I going to? Fuck, I'm going to put it on a cymbal stand. Just watch it. Aye. <laughs> you, ever, you ever like show a bright light to me when I'm playing? I drop everything. Start rolling about. Love and life. Start shaking keys at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I do apologize about that. I, I, I totally forgot that that, that happened. Um, yeah. And you got me off guard there because I wasn't expecting it. Just, it's just, you know, my feelings. Feelings. Oh, well, maybe we'll just do the commitments that week just to make you feel better. <laughs> as the best of. That might work. Best Irish film ever made. <laughs> Controversial. Here. So, uh, I'll take that. Phoenix Knights. 
back oh, yeah. on track. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Why we're here. Uh, so Phoenix Nights. Um, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, released in two thousand one, um, made for Channel Four. Um, eventually spanned two seasons of a whole massive six episodes. <laughs> I each. know, like how and Ricky Gervais went to the same uh, school of work uh, along with John Cleese. So uh, yeah. two series, six episodes each. Not even a special in this one. But if you do it right, yeah, if you do it right, it could be. Uh, so when it is done right, it is done like this. So the Phoenix Knights is based on the Phoenix Club, which is if you haven't seen the Phoenix Knights, it's uh, a a homage to the working men clubs in the north of England. Yeah, and not something we have here. A lot of the closest we have would be the INF. In physicality, spirit, and uh patrons yes yeah and always it's the you can get. Uh, yeah it's phoenix knights or the phoenix club um it's uh, well, i mean it's hard to not talk about peter k without you know you don't need to give a background to him but peter k is peter k but um he spent a lot of his hours <laughs> obviously coming up with this and dedicating what he had in his lifetime growing up he experienced these working men clubs and went through um and so there's so much um material to mine through um, mm-hmm. so starting from all if you think of the characters around it so you've got the owner you've got the bar ma- the bar staff you've got the entertainers you've got the security at the door you've got all those sort of characters and we'll go into them in detail but it it just it gave a a, a massive scope for Kay to work with yeah, because he is uh, the only thing he had done at that stage really was that Peter Kay thing, mm-hmm. which was like I think it was five six episodes a game maybe of he had done the services one, yes, uh, but it it led into that Peter Kay thing because it was, was so good. Yeah, and it was just um, him doing a bunch of characters ultimately, mm-hmm. and uh, some of the characters eventually ended up, or the makings of them ended up in in Phoenix Nights. So written by himself, Neil Fitzmaurice mm-hmm. and Dave Spikey. Spanky. All three star in it as All well. three are in it. So Peter Kay is Brian Potter, the owner, and Max from Max and Pally, the bouncers. And the fire marshal. And the fire marshal. Keith. Laird. Keith Laird. Uh, <coughs> Dave Spikey is the one and only. He's Jerry. Jerry Sinclair. And uh, Neil Fitzmaurice is... Rayvon. Rayvon. Uh, <laughs> so... The that's the trio of guys who 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 wrote um uh, who wrote the show, um, all stand ups I want to say I know Spikey all, definitely all, I yeah don't know Fitzmaurice is he uh, I think actor, he, he act, I think he is a writer uh, yeah I'm not sure if he did stand up but he I did know a bit of I know Dave Spikey definitely did and obviously Peter Kay so, uh, it's he is a comedian, is he's a comedian okay so and and it. What it does and, and, and how it starts um, the season off, because you're, you're sort of trying to get your head around this at the start, you know, whenever it first comes about. Because you've got Brian Potter, played by Peter Kay, who's in a wheelchair, which was the first thing you see. And you see Kay, uh, again, as a character he plays, but you can see him aged up. So he's he's made to look maybe 20, 25 years older than he is. Yeah. And um, you could nearly... You would nearly guarantee that he has known somebody who was like that. And that's you know who was that uh, type of character Absolutely. who cut corners everywhere. Absolutely, wouldn't spend fucking Christmas, wouldn't do anything to the place, and just wanted to scam everybody in any way they could. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, we know plenty of them boys too. We know plenty of them boys, and even further outside than the NF. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, so the 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 skill of 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 how he did what he did in the sense that he's he really targeted the working class um, mentality because it was really working class people because it was a working men's club, but it was mm-hmm. a, it was definitely a Northern England sort of um, theme to it. In yeah. the sense of uh, like the, the the poverty and stuff they got, there was no the office. For instance, you've got the glossy side of the office and all the rest, and they were still technically, I suppose, middle class. But this this is like the northern version of Only Fools and Horses. This is like scamming as much as they can to try yeah. and get uh, things for cheap, um, but well, also wanting Brian Potter's just on day and need to be the best, the best, yeah, in clubland. Well. That Peter Kay thing was a sort of mock docu-series. Mm-hmm. And every episode, they were sort of aiming it towards... There's a voiceover, for first thing. Yeah. Um, and people are saying... Uh, th- th- there's th- They're meant to be real people being mm-hmm. filmed for a documentary, but it's actually characters in a really well-written show. So he wanted to then go into one of those worlds and just see what it looked like. And I don't think it would have been better than being in this working men's clubs. Yeah. Uh, because like you said, there's so many characters that he's pulled out of, and the writer's story that have yeah. created. It's, it's, uh, n- some of them ha- are in that Peter K thing in mm-hmm. different guises, but I don't think they're as well polished. Th- they come fully formed in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and I suppose that's probably then the influence of the likes of Fitzmaurice and Spikey coming along to, mm-hmm. to, to embellish things. But, the well, sort of the characters. So Brian Potter is the first one. Max and Patty is the f- is the first sign of uh, Peter Kay as um, as the bouncer. Yeah. With Patty, who we now know, obviously as Patty McGuinness, but mm-hmm. at the time, um, an unknown. Uh, I think a school friend of his. Yeah. Who he just knew could. Yeah. Would be able to do it. Yeah. Um, we now know Patty McGuinness is Patty McGuinness is who he is, but this is mm-hmm. where he started from. This was uh, was the first thing he was in. Um, I'm go- we'll play a wee clip here of the two boys standing uh, on the door. Um, again, this is the sort of nature of it. This was like <coughs> it. It was smart, but clean in the way that um, it was old-fashioned gags. It was proper, you know. Yeah, but there was the sides that were filthy. And oh, there, there was, was bits oh, that were bit, but, but it was. But yeah, but it was still tongue in cheek. Aye, it was, was that nice yeah. wee, you know, knuckles are too many at the bar time of night. To use the words of Peter Kay, a bit of blue for the dads. Wee bit of blue. Wee bit of blue, and that's what it was. Yeah, okay. This is them out the front um, in series one. I always love that too. Prostitutes are rough in Amsterdam. The first one I went with made me wash me old man in sink. You took your dad? (laughs) (laughs) The old ones are the best. Um, (laughs) Some of the things, so that's Max and Patty, so that's they, they stand at the door, they're security. And again, I don't think anybody can do a bouncer anymore. You know, I think they 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 tackled every sort of stereotype that there is of bouncers. Um, maybe in a different country. Maybe yeah, but uh, here uh, in England, office style, like somebody doing it. Not, yeah. but no, not no, not a hope, now. not a hope. The two boys, um, everything from testing out the headsets when they first got headsets. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Uh, right through to <laughs> dealing with rowdy um, football fans. A bunch. <laughs> 
a bunch of rowdy. Is it Bolton Wonder? Bolton Wonder fans, yeah. But they just happen to be little people. They're little people, they, yeah. So and um, uh, a bunch of dwarfs coming towards him, and <laughs> when he calls one of them tattoo, I nearly lost my <laughs> mind just rewatching it again. Uh, so again, some of those, um, a lot of, them, would you say that the dynamic between Max and Patty because the afterwards they went on their own way, uh, they had their own show, but. The crack is the Paddy's a misogynistic sort of typical, you know, good looking lads, lads. chance every yeah, chance every woman that comes in the place and Max is so serious and so you know, none allowed out of crack. And again you know people like that. Yep. <laughs> you know, and even those comp that combination, that combination of bouncers seen combination are of security bouncers. men, yeah. I know them too. Yeah. Um so uh again I think it's it's Peter Kay again doing Max is fantastic. Um, yeah. it shows, you know, not only the voice and that but um, <laughs> some of the lines that they come out with, some of the stuff that they uh, that they get up to, the um, the, when dealing with the um, was it the hen party that came in, the, the mm-hmm. <laughs> and the student was it the student or the, that's the, they're the the they're the fucking head guys going to put everybody out and like when you see the two of them in action, you just that's the comedy of it too. Yeah. You don't know that they're not they're actually doormen. Like anything <laughs> they're they're be. Uh, so then we have um. Brian Potter's right hand man, Jerry Sinclair, who is the in house compare, MC, entertainer, the whole yep. lot, uh, toilet washer, everything. Bingo man. Uh, yeah, bingo man. Uh, and again, just a, a, I didn't really know Dave Spikey, to be honest with you, before Phoenix Nights. I'm not sure if anybody really did, maybe uh, unless they're on the circuit. Um, but it plays that part brilliantly. Plays really, really well. Um, but again, well written. Well written. But uh, you've had another wee bit there. there it's very. It's very strange that so many untrained actors mm-hmm. are so good in a role, and there's a lot of them. Comedians, man, they're just talented people. Um, um I was gonna say they were probably getting beat with an inch of their life <laughs> by <laughs> Peter Kay, but yeah, yeah let's we'll go with that we'll one. Go with the comedians route, uh, but no, yeah, absolutely, and uh, and not only that, the the show was that well written. And then it was ultimately so well performed that everybody that wanted to get anything out of it got it. You know, in that sense, they, yeah, they yeah. moved on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, Spiky, you know, went through loads of TV shows and panel shows and Bullseye? all that stuff. Bullseye. He was, yeah, he yeah. was in the rejuvenation of Bullseye. Um, Max and Patty, as I say, they had their own mm-hmm. show. And then Patty, obviously, you know, fucking whatever it is, take me out or fucking tell me to put him out or whatever it is. Um, is that show not good? I've never... I don't know. What is it? I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like a dating show. Oh no, I have seen. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I have seen so it. Like, yeah. Comes up all these cash shows, shows the cock the cheese or whatever the fuck the line is. You know, so C- like a like a bird, the cock bird, the yeah. cheese. Yeah, that's, that's something along those. I don't fucking know. Um, saved you there, Perel Paddy. You saved me there. The uh, <laughs> but uh, again, that's Peter Kay bringing in mates, bringing in mm-hmm. friends, all Northern England. Yeah. Um, acts. Uh, is it the first episode we have? Um, what do you call him, Tommy? Tommy Ball? No, Cannon Ball. What do you call him? <laughs> the one of the Cannon Balls? See the guy that sells the the big um, inflatable? No, that's not the first episode. Not the first episode. Uh, oh no, it's the first episode of season two. Isn't oh, it? Season two, is it maybe? No, uh, when they bring in the first uh, the big snake, <laughs> Sammy the Snake, Sammy the Snake. I, that's season two. Right, okay. So it's a kids' fun day they're planning to have. Because they're trying to raise money because yeah. the club had burnt down. Because you get a... Oh, that's what Spoiler alert! Fundraiser, yeah. So you've got then... Uh, you've got one half a can of the ball. I can't remember which one does. I think it's ball. Um, 
who is one of many of the sort of retro um, cameos, you want to call yeah, it? Yeah, there's so quite a lot. Roy Walker, um, Jim Bowen. Uh, what do you call the guy? It's the guy that did Rex the dog or something. Was he? Did Spit he the dog? Spit the dog. Did he appear Aye. at some point? Carol G's? Well, yeah. fucking loads, but there is loads in it. Yeah, and it um again, it was sort of testament to what was going on at that time, because Peter Kay, and I need to get the timing of this right. I don't know if he had done the big show. Do you know what I mean? The I, top of the tower. The top of the tower. It had that. happened before. It had, did it happen before? Just before. Ju- just he it. was becoming massive. Yes, before. Yeah. Um, and Channel Four, being as they always are, I had a curve. They seen it happening and and got them. And, yeah. and they aired it. Yeah, they they showed that in Channel Four, mm-hmm. and it, the, the DVD went through the roof. Oh yeah, oh, I'm so geez, I watched it over and over again when it was coming out. Like yeah, and it's quite it's aged a wee bit now, but it has aged, and I think it's. Uh, but at that time, there's people slag it unbelievably. A lot of comedians don't give them kudos, and I I don't know if that's because of a wee bit of jealousy, you know, because it's done so well. Well, he, I think he was only a stand-up comedian for like a year. He won some major award. That's not a fluke, like. But he's fucking very funny. Ah, he's funny. He's naturally funny. Yeah, and yeah. That. So, now, I know there's a lot of things going for him. The accent helps him. Like, I said, I remember reading somewhere, somebody said, would garlic bread be as funny if it came in a Cockney accent? No. You know, so uh, things work for his accent. But you can't deny skill. No, he's, you can't he's deny work ethic. He, he's, he's very prolific and he's constantly at something. Mm-hmm. But you can't deny skill. He's no, fucking definitely funny. Not. Um, maybe a bit of controversy around the stand-up in regards to did he steal material from Daniel Kitson not too sure that was all I'd never heard of that until you said it to me there was a lot of talk about it at the time Um, that some of the stuff on top of the tower was maybe used by somebody else uh, I and w- it wasn't a matter if he wrote it for him no no I don't think so well they know they don't speak I think that's why there's aye. a major yeah like his any interview he's had he's like it just it was the stupidest thing ever done or the worst decision ever made being in Phoenix Nights, but which is mental considering how brilliant he was how good he was um this so is Daniel Kitson will will well, I think this is his first interview Daniel Kitson plays Spencer mm-hmm. Daniel Kitson is a stand up again um from uh, Manchester I think who uh comes in in Phoenix Nights as Spencer who is been sent by the Dole Office. To come and work at the Phoenix Club, and uh, this is I think we have it here the interview with Jerry. I, I, I see how long this goes. Oh jeez, Spencer, isn't it? That's right. I never forget a face. <laughs> the glasses. Spencer for hire. And may I suggest that you remove the sign saying "situation vacant" and replace it with one saying "situation full." I'm your man. Right. <laughs> Tell me, Spencer, have you had any? Previous experience of bar work? Oh, yes, you name it. Uh, not only have I seen the film Cocktail six times, <laughs> but uh, I also once was an innkeeper. Really? Yeah. Where was that? In Bethlehem, uh, <laughs> in St. Peter and Paul's groundbreaking production of The Nativity. Not only did I give Mary and Joseph room at the inn, but I also offered them en suite with full English. <laughs> and a lovely view of Galilee. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Spencer's uh, introduction <laughs> Phoenix Nights. Uh, and then they uh, they find out that the dole are going to pay all his wages, so of course he's getting hired. Yep, he's in. <laughs> you're not qualified in any way, shape, or form. Oh, oh, what's that? It's not going to cost us anything. Yes, you're hired. You're in. Um, he also so plays Gary Glitter. Yes. <laughs> and I just have this every time I anybody mentions that episode in particular, I always just see him marching mm-hmm. about, going, "Come on, come on, <laughs> come on, come on." 
and everybody appalled because it's Gary Glitter. Yeah. And that had already happened. How did it already happen? Hi, because they're, remember they all cheer when he falls off the stage and everybody's going bonkers. I didn't think it was that early. Yeah. 2001, he's been revealed, I suppose. Uh, right? Revealing himself. Mm. So, uh, you have a lot of... Uh, <laughs> explaining each episode. I mean, so each episode, obviously, there's six in each series. Um, that starts off with the club and the, uh, explaining where it's at and all the rest. But there's competition, as always, with any mm-hmm. working man's club or any pub or any bar or any yep. club with another one, um, Dan Perry. It's Dan Perry. Uh, he's the the sort of nemesis to Brian Potter. Uh, and what you find then is the journey of the Phoenix Club, going, you know, from rising from the ashes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Not giving too much away and all. If you haven't seen it, I, you know. I know, like. Well, this, in fairness, this is, now this there is are, there, I know there are some young listeners now, in fairness. No, but. Uh, and that, that's there, he's about 19. And he might not. Let's be honest. Now, if we think about it, when this came out, that was eighteen years ago. And that's fair. <laughs> yeah. But I know about the Second World War. True. Very true. And that happened fucking a while ago, like a long time ago. Nineteen thirty nine, I believe. And so not, not as many people watched that as did Phoenix Nights. No. So yeah, fuck you, nineteen year olds. <laughs> it's just it's not on TikTok or you're on fucking TikTok. <laughs> can you play it in veins? Uh, can Jesus. Fines are gone. I only found out it recently. Yeah, my daughter told me that. I, just pointed out I didn't know how fucking old I, I was. I only I watched the Vines. She was like, "Oh my god!" I know. Like, what age are you? So, Somebody was talking about so it. So 2017. <laughs> it wasn't because Lemmy was on Vine. Yeah, I kept watching Lemmy stuff. Uh, it's gone. Gone. Uh, just like the Phoenix. Jesus, bring the right back. You're flat out in the symbolism. Bring anyway. the right back. Uh, so uh, when we get to the end, the the. Um, some of the lines, and I mean, you've got some great lines that are individually. We've heard a few there, but I'm my standout character. I don't know if it's yours. <laughs> we can say it at the same time, um, <laughs> but for me, it's Kenny Senior. Okay. So Kenny Senior in this is uh, a patron of the Phoenix Club. He, he drinks about it, and <laughs> he is the biggest liar. He's just every Remember? syllable out of his mouth is a lie. <laughs> Remember when you were, remember that age you turned over mm. and you were going into the bar and nobody's asked for ID anymore? <laughs> and uncles or older relatives or older cousins or something would be in the bar and they would always, they would always set this one boy on you. And that one boy is in every bar in Oma and he's a lying bastard <laughs> and he lies about fucking everything. And... You hear people going, that's lies. Lies again, lying to me again. Lies again. And it's hard to believe, it's not hard to believe, sorry, that it echoes through every town and every bar in Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales. Because this guy is so well written and comes out with so much drivel that I'm I'm sure I've heard it before, before I'd even seen this from somebody else. That the lies he was telling. Yeah, and so the, like the joy of the way it's written is, it's just um, it, it's they're so out there mm-hmm. of lies, and they're so <laughs> just not believable. <coughs> but he he delivers them in such a way that you genuinely, apart from the words that come out of his mouth, you'd believe what he just said. Oh yeah. Um, some examples would be he had woke up in bed next to Bonnie Langford. <laughs> 
um, or him playing swing ball in Pohel with Robert De Niro. <laughs> Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, like, he uh, he talks about, uh, like, talking to Keith Laird, <laughs> he tells him about his, fi- the days, his days as a firefighter in Mexico. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I've heard that one. And <laughs> so you've got loads and loads of things. Um, I'm very friendly with the SAS. <laughs> just things that, you know, they're just they're always there, but there is I can't find it, and and I want to find, but there is one about Jerry Adams. I can't remember what it was. He says uh, he's talking to who's what do you call the actor? He's talking to the Northern Irish guy. It's episode one anyway, but it's in episode one, and he says them. You sound like that, Jerry Adams, and he goes, "Yeah, he's Irish too, you know." And he Roy goes, "Roy Walker, Roy Walker." That's right. And he Roy goes, Walker. "He's Irish too, you know." And he goes, "Is he?" <laughs> Fair play to him. <laughs> <laughs> Way Jerry Adams, like uh, so <laughs> Way Jerry Adams, and, and the best of this. Most of the English oh, ne- never really heard Jerry Adams' voice. No, no, <laughs> he's heard an actor now. But um, so Kenny for me is my favorite. I love Kenny, and as I say, um, <laughs> it's, it's when he, um, the what I love about it. There's a there's a the court scene. There's a court scene somewhere along to, uh, along along the line, and um, Kenny is called as a witness for Brian Potter. And even just the fact he's getting into the witness dock, yep. giving a wee nod and pointing to the nose, and yeah. Going, but he cle- he does the wee nod, nod, wink, wink in front of front everyone. Of judge the whole lot, yeah. <laughs> on the witness stand, like it's. But it's the first opening line is, um, "Please state your full name, Kenny Douglas." Senior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd never heard the the surname, and then it's just you know again, it's just another lie. massive lie. But he's Kenny Douglas Senior. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, the, the joy, uh, the thing I loved about it, I mean, it's so, um, as I said before, I love the working class element to it, but I, I love the, the, there's some proper dirty humour in it too, you know, mm-hmm. there's some um, Holy Mary with the, the they had an Ann Summers party in mm-hmm. one night, and we, Mary, who is the, the lovely wee woman who does the bar, was asked to try out the love eggs. Yep. <laughs> While working, while working, so the the I mean, there's some proper like creasing yourself laughing, like when she has the orgasm yep. pouring drinks. This fucking there um, I, and it had to be Channel Four. We've been the only one to show that at the time. Oh yeah, it's still eighteen years ago, two thousand one. Mm-hmm. I know we're 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 the new millennium, but it's, it's that it's only just the new millennium. It's that or it's post eleven p.m. BBC Two, mm. where yeah, nobody's nobody ever going to see yeah. you, and and so you talk about we well we could talk about reaction. Uh, Obviously, the reaction was so good to season one that went to the second season. If you, if Channel Four had their way, it would be in season number eighteen. But now, <laughs> um, so he decided, like like Gervais and like Cleese and, and Seinfeld as well, they decided to stop it. They did it was, to um, to a lesser extent than Seinfeld, but um, they still still well. I mean, cancelled when it was number one show. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I mean, but I don't th- I don't think it even I don't think it got to the heady heights that we remember it as. I think that only really happened when the DVD came out again. DVD did give it a new lease of life, absolutely. And it blew up again. Yeah. And then uh, he has notoriously asked for it not to be he on demand. It. or It's not allowed to be shown. No. I, you, yeah. do, you can't no. see repeats of it. In UK no. goes around that nonsense. But 
I seen an interview somewhere online where he had said it was because of Only Fools and Horses. Yes. Uh, yes. That UK Gold or whatever channel it has, it was his favorite TV show growing up, and now he's it's getting the point. He's almost sick of it because it's gone all the it's time. Diluted, it's diluted. It's watered yeah. down. It's you can't. So it is. Uh, it's genius because what happens is then Channel Four as a TV network get to advertise the airing of Phoenix Nights every two or three years. Yeah. Um. And and people then tune in to yeah. it because they haven't you know. They won't pay the fucking money for a DVD, <laughs> but I know, and they probably don't have a DVD player. But you know, the, <laughs> fa- the fact now that you know that that is wh- that's the way it works now is that it'll only be aired every three, four years. It just keeps it that sort of um, the shine on it. And you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It doesn't, as you say, it doesn't get diluted. It's not taken away, but it's still so effective and so fucking. It is. It really is. And it's nice to have that gap sometimes to watch something like that. Well, th- that's what I was. It's going to say to you earlier, just the link. When we pick these shows or or the music or the the film, we revisit it, and then by revisiting it, you end up hearing a different side of it again. Because mm-hmm. not nothing nothing is ever going to equate to your memory of a thing. No. And the love of it, because you remember a time and you remember a person you watched it with the first mm. time, or a scenario, or. You were at uni, you you know, or it was yeah. after you got married. You know, you, nothing can match that. But what happens is you start falling in love with it in a different way again, and you see it with different eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. This week, going through these episodes again, um, I just start like I picked up on way more of the wee tiniest sides that I didn't quite catch the four thousand times I watched mm-hmm. it. But because I wasn't looking out for the big stuff, because I could remember it. Yeah, I was. You could, yeah, you could really focus on what was going on. Focusing, and there's one <laughs> where they're 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 doing the fun fair outside of it, <laughs> and you know all the, everybody remembers Sammy the Snake mm-hmm. and Kenny Junior get paint in the face with a fucking actual paint, <laughs> and um, the Harry Potter like portaloo, which isn't helping safety, but <laughs> you can hear Ray Fawn right. And in the background he goes the motor he's talking about the motorized scooters. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Why should the physically impaired have all the fun? <laughs> and I fucking creased me. I was laughing for twenty minutes. And it's just There's so many of those that oh, but again fuck. that were purposely <coughs> non PC. Yeah. To show that that's what it was like in the work that that sort uh, yeah, of them but characters the characters exist. are so lovable. Yeah, yeah and you get You don't hard. even and, and that's that's a hor- that's a it's not a great joke, but it was in such a way. Oh yeah, I just and uh, and uh, well, whenever they, uh, as you say, uh, they are like they were throwaway jokes. Yeah, that were just they they put them back around. Yep. They might even turn the audio down a bit. They were just yeah. yeah. Can you imagine how many there were? That's exactly, I was going to say the quality whenever they're the throwaways. Oh, absolutely. You know, that, yeah. Um. So the second season was a year after mm-hmm. next year. Next year. Um. And so. I mean, it 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 didn't do it didn't do it didn't have to do what other shows sometimes do, which is go bigger. No, follow no the same to. formula, same formula, same venue, same thing. There's no uh, need to fresher jokes. Yeah. Um, th- th- there wasn't many more different characters. Uh, it just it stuck to the same, and and it worked. And that to me, uh, gave more resonance to them not doing any more. Yeah. Because where do you go then? That is. And then taking everything to the, to to 
there's not much more you can do with no. that, that genre novel. Yeah. No. But my favorite episode, do you have a favorite episode? There's only 12. There's so only 12. Um, we're not, we're, hopefully we're, we don't sound like we're struggling here because we're not. Because all we want to do is just tell you lines from the show and we're trying not to do that. I know, but I know. There's so many, know, there's so many bits, there's so many. Um, and there's no major history backstory to this. Peter Kay did that one show. He was on. The, he did the Peter Kay thing. He did his live from Blackpool Tower, mm-hmm. Top of the Tower DVD. Um, and there's very little of people know about the process of writing this at all. It's just, yeah, it's just it's, not. It just happened. It just appeared. And everybody went yeah. what? And then one year later, another season. Mm-hmm. And then it went away. Yeah. And it just like it dropped out of the fucking air. There we go. You have it. And the three of them must have been. Viciously writing in that period of time to come up with the six and the episodes. Well, and, you know, but but then again, w- did were they? I mean, because some of the characters, as as by the, by the time the sixth episode comes in season one, they're so fully formed that you're in love with them. So it, mm-hmm. it makes things a lot easier when you're writing for characters that you know people like. Yeah. Uh, and then you can you can bring Kenny Senior to the next level of lies or whatever. You can mm-hmm. bring in um, the, the Chinese takeaway that he wants to <laughs> start out and back the Finnish club. Um, th- and again, a, a favorite episode. I'm trying to think of which is. I have some major bits that I love. Um, what what would be your favorite part? It doesn't have to be the, a. Li- the, it doesn't even have to be a part. It can just be a. Um, writing the answers up the arm for the quiz. The quiz is my favorite episode. Is the favorite one because uh, there's so many because that and. And I think it's because I I <coughs> I spent uh, a few of my younger years doing enough value quizzes. I remember them. Yeah. I um, remember losing them. <laughs> and it just was perfect. It just was spot on. The 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 music round. Now <laughs> this in particular has two I feel of the funniest bits uh within about thirty seconds. And it's it's the guy singing Take My Breath Away <laughs> after the now the mu- everybody if you don't know a music round is they play a bit of music and it's either a really short clip and you gotta guess what the song is or they play a clip for an elongated bit of time and you gotta guess what the next lyric is <laughs> <laughs> so they play uh, yes they play uh, Walk or Every Breath You Take or no fucking what is Take, it? My, breath Take my Breath Away by Berlin yep and <laughs> Of course, he stops it just before the chorus, the main line, which is the title of the song, which is what you have to guess. And right before, <laughs> <laughs> it shows the crowd, uh, the, the the participants of the quiz, <laughs> and all you hear is me and say the whole every table, and everybody's singing at that yeah. level. Yeah, and in a moment of fucking genius, it goes to outside, and Max and Patty are both <laughs> trying to figure out, and Max goes. To me, walking on the moon. Put it down. You're like, holy fuck me. <laughs> walking on the moon. The oh the fucking quiz, but that <laughs> the answers up the arm. The answers up the arm. How do you how do you know what the questions are? I was like, I don't. <laughs> Just, I love them. One of them was like. England six, Germany two. Or something. <laughs> there was like a, there was a football score, just a random football <laughs> score there. There was no actual round the reason to why it was there. It was just it was a don't, yeah. but you never know. <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> um, so that was the dream. I, I uh, we should have that as a 
you watched it recently, a lot more recent than me. So um, the quiz team names. I remember they had a. I can't remember what their quiz I team name was. I, I, oh. I'll, I'll need to. I'll need to go straight to that. But <laughs> quiz. Spencer was in the team. Kenny Spencer Jr. was in the team. Kenny Jr. was the one with the, uh, the Kenny answers. Kenny Jr. and Kenny Sr. And Kenny Sr. Um, Kenny Sr. again. I mean, just the lies he's telling. Did he tell something about... What quiz was he in? Did he win Mastermind or something? <laughs> Did he win Mastermind? <laughs> um, <laughs> i just seen it. Max and Pat. Remember they were called Lord Love Rocket and his mongy mate Max? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, Lord Love Rocket and his mongy mate Max. Fucking hell. This is this is this is <laughs> this is another line from that episode where um Ray Vaughn is the quiz master <laughs> and he goes, uh The answer is Great Wall of China. <laughs> but he says to Max, what did we put? He goes, Lisa Stansford. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're getting, they're doing it again. We're just keep reading out the I fucking know. lines. But when uh, when it's so good, I mean, it's and and here's the joy of it of of having um yeah. twelve only only twelve episodes is Seinfeld. If we like, we talked in the first episode. You know, you're talking nine years of twenty episodes. There's loads and loads. Of, here it's so many. There's there's gonna be cross referencing of of lines because they're so limited in what you can choose from just because of the length of time of them. Mm. But it's packed. Packed. Every episode was packed. With packed people. like I messaged you last week. Jokes. And I was, up. I was like the first five minutes, the first five minutes of the first episode, I was finding it tough to pick which was my favorite joke in five minutes. <laughs> like. Five minutes. It wasn't yeah. even five minutes. It was yeah. shorter. Um. And, <laughs> and when you deal with what's going on with the um, the fact that there is only twelve, you you've. Uh, that's what that's probably the only TV show I find it hard to pick an episode because mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 yeah, each right. one is I'm not going to use the word perfect but it's fucking pretty damn close uh, they've, they've they've really chipped away at the edges there there's all killer no filler <laughs> um, uh, yeah so I mean there's some of the lines uh, I'm just I'm trying to look here to see if I can find you the 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 the, the team names because I can't find it. Oh, the the I think the Kenny Kenny and Spencer were just Kenny Senior, young Kenny and Spencer. <laughs> that was their <laughs> name. Was Kenny. And then there was Top Banana, and the Gypsy Kings. The Gypsy Kings. That was the one. Yeah. Um. So then. Um. And there's some great. I mean, Potter. Potter was Kay's way of firing out that um that way of writing. What would you call it? Writing purposely that he mispronounces everything or gets things wrong, sayings wrong. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of them there. Um, it just came to me in a dream, like St. Paul on the road to Damascus. <laughs> Remember the one? Have you got one of my builders up there singing Al- Acapulco? <laughs> Acapulco. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the, you've got and then, so the the coming to the end of um. Oh, there you are. So I found the actual quote there of Kenny Senior talking to to Roy Walker. 
Uh, I think it's really great the way you keep up that Irish accent when you're not in telly. <laughs> That's the start of it. Yeah. Well, I am Irish. You know, he goes, are you? He goes, I. He goes, oh, I thought you were just pissing around. I got Jerry Adams. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. And you're the main summer. So, um, uh, and influences then, I mean, it, it has influenced a lot since in yeah. regards to northern comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you talk about the northern sort of stand-up, element of things you're talking well i think a lot more uh, stand-ups from that region got a lot more attention yeah absolutely and um people would like to say but he, he did open the doors um and a lot for 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 northern comics mm-hmm. especially when you when you t- when we say northern comics obviously we're talking about northern, northern based versus london yeah um everywhere except london ever except london and here <laughs> which is fucking geographically wrong and here we don't get into northern at all but <laughs> <coughs> We've got we don't get into it. No. We also have then um, uh, the joy of twelve episodes means that, um, which I thought was a a genius thing, and I think sometimes it was done live, as in it wasn't uh, a retake. At the end of every episode, there is an audition. Yes. Of some sort for entertainment to play at the Phoenix Club. And every fucking episode just gets better and better. Yeah. Um. Everything from a fucking uh rotating was there a guy rotating throwing knives at a woman? You know, yeah. Magician like that. There has been um a man dancing along to like a mo- monkey puppet thing. <laughs> there and was then a ping pong show. Ping pong show. Yes. There was a lady firing out the old uh, missiles. Amsterdam ping pongs. Amsterdam ping pongs, um, but again, I mean, the joy of that is it's all the cast sitting at a table, and they're watching this, mm-hmm. uh, usually non-verbal in that sense because it's just an audition, but it it it's amazing how much they fit into that, like twenty seconds. Yeah, it's just the credits. Yeah, it's the, the credits, credits room. Like, but uh, every credit then has twelve, so mm-hmm. twelve and then auditions as well. Uh, w- w- we've got a, I mean. When we talk about how f- how much they've uh, how much influence, his influence is sort of would have been th- that's what he does in there. He sort of does a hark back to the like, so Jim Bowen, the cannonballs and stuff like that, you know. And also, well, we're around the same age as Kay. Okay, mm-hmm. like maybe it might be a year older, a year younger um, than us. Yeah, he's not that. I thought he was in seventy three. He was born. Well, there you are. Jesus, you're right. But I mean, that, that, like well, you were saying, saying I, it, it, it comes across quite a lot mm-hmm. younger. Though. Um, but uh, his growing up will be quite reflective of ours. Yeah, very similar. A lot of taping TV shows and taping movies. It was very, it was encyclopedic in regards to his like collection of things that he would record off the TV and and, and, and Irish parents and Irish parents from Collegian, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can do a Northern Ireland accent, oh, like at the drop of a hat. Fucking brilliant beautifully solely because of his math yeah. yeah so he can just repeat exactly and i can't think of any other english actor who can do from daniel day lewis who can do an accent as good as that no not as good as his he's really really good i've seen him turn it on in live yeah, shows and stuff and it's and he's taking the hand out of his mum but like she's sitting pissing herself laughing and um and the thing is because and that's how you know she's from Tyrone because his accent that he copies is a Tyrone type yeah. accent. It's not a Belfast. It's not mm-hmm. a Derry. Yeah, it's a real. Well, maybe that's the thing. I hear that way and go, 
that's perfect dad that's fucking and then they go like somebody on. comes up and does Belfast and you're like nah that's poor right? <laughs> no good <laughs> turn it up um, the the sort of legacy after that there was no um, there was no season 3 there was no season 3 but it was touted many many times mm-hmm. by many different people creators actors uh, Peter K himself said it once but then nothing transpired and I think he's a bit of a perfectionist so he needs it to be absolutely yeah. spot on unfortunately him and Dave Spikey and Neil Fitzmaurice, they all don't speak anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so Peter Kay would have been doing it on his own, which wouldn't have been a bad thing, but it would also mean that Fitzmaurice and Spikey wouldn't be in the TV show. And, and I genuinely, I'm not going to, I don't think it's all Kay in this, as I think you need to have Spikey and Fitzmaurice yeah. in there. You know, It's um, one of those ones where he doesn't have complete control. No. And I, th- I think that may be part of the reasoning behind Probably season two being it. Yeah. Because he is such a perfectionist, yep. he's, he's, it well, seems to be. Season one across, yeah. was one director. Mm-hmm. Season two, there was one director, but it it was him. He didn't let anybody else be in charge of that element of it. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, but I mean, what he's put out, uh, isn't awful. It's not bad stuff since. No. That character is quite funny. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, that, but again, you could tell that it's just missing that. Other and people. I don't think, yeah, I was going to say it's other people. It's not necessarily don't, don't those two. Don't always be afraid of... Yeah, but it don't necessarily have to be Spikey and Fitzmaurice. No, no, no. You could tell that that is a, not a vanity project, but it's, when he's written Care Share, it's, uh, it's needing that extra... I know it myself, you're sitting in a room with three comedians, you, you, it bounces things, bounces off you, you come up with ideas, yeah. that's all. And to not do that, it, um, it's, it's may suit his family life, it may suit his person, whatever, but it, the material just isn't there as good as it was at Phoenix Heights. If you if he was to sit down and do well there we've already spoke about it. The first five minutes of that first episode, mm. it would take him an, an eternity to write them jokes. Whereas you know oh, yeah. that that was three heads all just bouncing loads of different ideas and they just happened to correlate with the nice intro to And realistically you do need other people like you don't have to go too far to find out it, to find it not working if you want to do that that were Max and Patty's T V show. I never watched. I, I watched a few episodes, but I didn't watch all of it. It was okay. Mm. It was watching, and that's and it kind of got a wee bit. Maybe that's why he didn't. Maybe that's why he went on the road. He did was car share. It kind of got very generic and very okay. Um, what would you call predictable in that sense? You know, it wasn't. Uh, and nah, it shit. Wasn't, I was going to yeah. watch that again, but no, it it just it never did it, and it and again, I just I think it misses that zing of having that extra co-writers, because what those co-writers do, not only do they come up with material themselves, but they also run a sort of a, a constructive eye over what you've done. Yeah, you know, you're, so you're, you're not always you're not, you're not always hitting fucking not net like fucking not a chance. It's no. not all three pointers. Like you are you are missing a lot. Yeah, there's a lot goes in the bin. You know Absolutely. yourself from writing yeah, comedy. Like it's yeah. it's not something that if you stood out there and formed a fucking perfect idea for sixty minutes in a show, yeah, and you were just banging it, people would be like, "This is a machine. It's not a person." Like there's no way. No, Mick Fleetwood said it best, Connor. Oh, Mick, good old Mick. Mick Fleetwood said, "You can do this type of stuff in regards to recording music at home on a computer or on your own, but I can guarantee you, it's it's better with other people." And he didn't mean that, and that like that's and that applies like that that applies to everything. Every masturbation. Um, well, uh, you know what I mean, like eating. You know what I mean. All those things are, like are but far better. But, in but group you said ma- first. Oh, sorry, eating first. Yeah. Uh, you told you I'm watching after you. Uh, Every time. All right. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Well, that's why the size I am. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> big fuck on units there. No, uh, a big unit. A big unit. So when we, I keep saying so. I do that all the time. So, so. That's a good way. Of that's a good way of bringing this back in. So the uh, the sort of major uh, laughs, if you want, because some of the things in it, the major laughs are usually. He's smart enough, like for instance, that they they inadvertently booked a racist folk band, mm-hmm. um, "Send the Buggers Back," was mm-hmm. one of their title songs, and it's not until you know they're in the middle of performing that they all realize, "Oh fuck, this is a racist band." Let's get yep. them off. Uh, but they also they 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 go, you know, the, he, he's tackled a few topics. They've been comedy ways, but he dealt with dwarfism. He dealt with mm-hmm. that thing. Um, he had. Uh, he's never laughing at it. No, he's never laughing at it. But he's also he's smart enough with the writing to to make sure that they're included in it. But they're you know they're also dealing with whatever the issue may be. Yeah. Obviously, Gervais and that did life too short and all after later on. But I'm talking like 18 years ago. That was mm-hmm. quite you know quite new as well. Uh, the the legacy then the last thing I mean he's going to be he's always going to be known for stand up. I I think that his stand up legacy is. Uh, in the in the general arena of known Peter K, people more know stand up, yeah. but to the likes of us and other TV comedy fans, Phoenix Knight's just yeah, it's the one. And and the comedy thing is going to last because of the records and the world records of how many nights it's over to or yeah. whatever, all that sort of stuff. I mean, it's it's fucking scandalous numbers. Like yeah. uh, something like two point two million people seen the last two, which is and it was all in one run with those tears. He did he did something like. I don't know what the number is, 30-something nights Jesus as a record run. Christ. But it was supposed to be the tour that didn't tour, so it was based, supposed to be based in Manchester, which again, um, and I don't know if this is why a lot of comedians are jealous of him. He just, he's able to do that. Mm-hmm. He's able to go, you know what? I'm going to stay at home. I'm going to watch Coronation Street. And then after Coronation Street's over, <coughs> I'm going to go up the street to the arena there and do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the arena I worked in? The arena I worked in before that is now sold out uh, 17 nights in a row. Um, so that is you have to give kudos and praise to that. I mean, to, no, to he get he to knows that, his Sam, audience. He knows what he's doing. He knows his, and I think that's the point I'm trying to make. And I'm not saying it well. I think he, I think he knows who the people who are going to laugh at garlic bread every time he says it are. Yes, but he's way more than just that. And yes. I think some of the criticism that he received was he just plays this character. But oh, I, yeah, I, I, I like, oh, yeah. I like every character in Phoenix Knights. Every single character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There isn't one weak link. No. In, in, and there's so many opportunities in locally produced, locally made mm-hmm. things about the, the great old boys from Manchester mm-hmm. sort of show. But it doesn't, it doesn't come across no. that, like that in any way. And it doesn't pander to you. And it's sweet in times. Mm-hmm. And it's saccharine at times. <laughs> and it can be real brutal at times. But it's, it's still at the end of the day, you, you, you you're smiling every time. Absolutely. Even somebody mentions it, I'm like, remember the line? You know, it's you just comedy. can't. Yeah. yeah. Comedy it's lasts. Very, very good. That's the last, the, the, the lines, the jokes will last. Like I say, I don't know. I Maybe once every couple of months, somewhere along the line, that... One or two episodes are just... There's just, just a bit. We'll come the, the bit about the, the answers up the sleeve will come into my head, like, on a regular basis all the time. I just... It was just so... <laughs> <laughs> it it just fitted everything about the the team that was there and the characters and and then it just summed up. But uh, like a bits like that will stay with you in the last. 
the Sammy the Snake one obviously is, is a <laughs> Sammy the Snake. Uh, well, let you watch Sammy the Snake if you haven't seen it. Just go and watch. You it really, it's the first know. episode of the second season. Yeah, remember the end of season one, uh-huh. where he finds out there was a discarded fag put into the bin that so set the fire, mm-hmm. and somebody, the fireman or whatever, goes discarded fag, and he goes, "Oh, Jerry, <laughs> some queers burnt me club down." <laughs> Back in the good old days when you could say that, Peter. You could say that. Aye, can't say it now. He said that's a quote. Aye, not us. We're quoting lines. Um, uh, and, and uh, well, uh, that's a perfect example, actually, of how it has changed in that, well, 18 years. Yeah. It's hard to think of it as 18 years <laughs> for us because it makes us feel fucking old, but it is 18 yeah, years. And uh, everything we're doing at the minute makes the, me But the dynamic old. then of, of him writing in 2001, 2002 to now, mm-hmm. you know, and know myself, in 10 years has changed yeah so in 18 years it's massive um of dodging the laser beams you know what i mean you have dodging to it's fucking, fucking uh, there's uh, it's laser beam galore um james gunn got sacked of guardians of the galaxy for tweets he, he wrote yeah this cancel culture shit but that's when he was really four like he was he was talking about that for days his I mean, early 20s yeah. or something and you're yeah and disney sacked him from directing and writing a film which he mm-hmm. devised an entire franchise of on his own mm-hmm now they've rehired him oh, because they've seen sense. They caught on because everybody went, "Why did you do? You just you you that was such a reactionary move." But that was based on a lot of knee jerk stuff is happening now, and it oh, seems to be sake. we could talk about that. Fucking some of it, some of it's completely warranted. A lot, oh, sorry, a lot of it is completely warranted. But fuck yeah, the, there's a I don't know where the line is. We'll have to find out. Either. But Where's yeah, get uh, if 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 Phoenix Knights comes back, is it going to be watered down? Not in the sense we're talking about before, as in it's rehashed. Is it going to be watered down? They're not going to be able to say the stuff they want to say. Probably not, actually. Yeah, and um, that's, that would that would be heartbreaking. There's no, I wouldn't want it. There was even there were even bits, and I would say today the the depiction of Brian Potter in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and getting laughs at the stair lifts and things like that, you know, would not go down well today. I genuinely don't think that would be. Mm, that's right. what we're in. That's that's the and. Nothing has fucking changed since then, really, except for no. people's reactions. It wasn't done in a, um, oh, let's take the piss out of this. No, it wasn't spiteful or hateful uh, or hurtful in any way. It was like probably a story he has been told by somebody is that when the electric goes out sometimes on a stair lift, you can be stuck up halfway up the stairs. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, um, it would be, it would cause a row today. Twitter would go fucking, if this was on Channel 4 tonight, there would be a row about taking the piss out of disability. But and that's not the case at all. But it's there was a subplot that was supposed to be written into the entire show from the very start. Mm-hmm. Now there's wee hints of it that Briar Potter can actually walk, right? And he's putting it on, right? Okay, for the benefits. Mm-hmm. Now that would have made it in this age, oh, so much more acceptable because mm-hmm. he was actually taking the piss and there's nothing wrong with him. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. know which version I prefer. Yeah, and and it's mad to think that. It'd be alright if he was faking it. Aye. You know, but who the fuck are you getting who are you getting offended for? Aye. Getting on behalf of disabled people who may have actually experienced what happened yeah. in that show and are finding it funny. And, and which has never been highlighted. Running around, literally running around with your legs. With your legs and going, that's not right, hey. But it, I don't I don't it, know either. It is, sort it, of it, it, we we um even on stage, if I'm on stage and I've I have a joke or something and you do hear Audiences like getting. Oh. I'll really? Something. I'll say something about my ma. 
Now, it's a fucking joke. That's my ma. Uh, you know, that's only a joke. But they're getting offended for her. And I love when they do. Because I'm like, well, who the fuck are you getting? What are you getting offended for my fucking ma for? She lives no more. What are you getting worried about? You know, it's just this mentality of them fucking... There's a great documentary, a skateboard documentary called The Man Who Sold the World. Mm-hmm. And it's about this lunatic who owned this company, this skateboarding company. And he started the Big Brother magazine. The whole jackass culture came from mm-hmm. it. Whole load of... But he got a phone call once from a publisher of one of his magazines. And, and an, an article in, one, in the Big Brother magazine was that uh, ways to kill yourself. So this boy rang him and said, we are not publishing that. Mm-hmm. And he goes, why? He said, because my best friend killed himself. And he goes, all right. I'm sorry to hear that. Is there anything else bad that's happened to you? You can tell me so I don't <laughs> step on your toes. <laughs> The point being, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Someone, everything somebody. has happened to someone. Somebody, yeah. Everything has happened mm-hmm. to someone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, in a, in the Phoenix Knights, Peter K. World, would someone get offended by saying yeah, certain words or I, certain I actions think. or? And it's such a sweet, sincere show. Yeah, uh, that's the thing about it. it. There's just no, there's no hidden agenda with no. it. There's no nastiness to it. It's just, I'm not going to say clean fun, but it's just good. You know, and it comes from a good place. Mm-hmm. There's nobody wanting to no. ridicule anybody to get, but um, and that's where comedy suffers today. And that's why I think uh, Kay's now not really Peter Kay's not really doing tours or something. No, he pulled out of that big image. There was a big the controversy. Big, big, yeah. So and and it was a family decision stuff. And yeah. nobody said anything about it. Nobody questioned. No. So so I mean, it must be serious enough. But the thing yeah. is too that is he the one that might actually survive the best? Well. Because, you know, there's very few comedians I've experienced in my lifetime, for instance, that I can sit down, laugh at, while sitting with my granny. And she's yeah. laughing. Aye. Aye, that's fair. There's, a ve- there's no act I can think of. Because even Billy Connolly was a bit too much for my granny sometimes. You know, okay. There was something, there was, so it's, it's, I've never had that experience of where I can go, oh, geez, I find that funny. And she does. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, he was a rarity in that sense. Um, I don't know how you would do, t- like, literally today. I don't know what the story is today with this whole... All it takes is one sentence, and you're getting attacked. Mm-hmm. Now, um, and again, that's re- I'll reiterate: a lot of it's warranted. Yeah, oh, a lot of shit out there is warranted. But who were just going for cheap gags or shock yeah. or? Uh, yeah. And you're like, you didn't, you didn't even think about. You uh, had a joke there, or you had a great bit, and you you yeah, fucked it up yeah. by being overboard on the crudeness. I, or I've noticed, I've mm, yeah, I don't want to say on that one. I mean, there's uh. I've seen some acts, especially big names acts, like some of the um, trying to be almost like a competition to say who can say the most controversial thing without it actually being funny. It's just like it's more like, like big names. Yeah, I'm thinking. Sometimes I listen to Frankie Boyle, and sometimes he's got like some of the most well written, crafted jokes mm-hmm. ever. And then sometimes you're just like. You just said that to be. Why did you go there? Yeah, you just the one. Yeah. There wasn't any craft to that. It was just I, can I that. want to fuck people off, and that's fair enough. You want to do that, but I just think mm, you know, you'll 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 have to. You know, surely that's with some sort of mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> well, I don't it, personally. I don't think there should be a, a line at all. Oh, not. But if it's not no, funny, I mean, yes, yeah, I mean, then I there's mean, no that, fucking point. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, if it's f- if, uh, no subject is taboo if it's funny. If you can do it and do it deliver. But what I'm saying is, is these these new acts now who want to say the most controversial oh, okay. thing, yeah, yeah, okay. for the for the reaction of the controversy okay. as opposed to the reaction of laughter. Mm-hmm. They're forgetting they're supposed to be there to make people laugh, yeah. not to appall people or trying to get a real reaction out of them. Um, 
I think Chappelle's latest one shows how it can be done and be funny. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean, and that's and and and. You ever seen an hour go past quicker in your life? That that's that's why I was like, back to start. I blame Aaron McCann who um made me watch that because I stopped watching comedians um when I started doing comedy. What are you blaming Aaron? He for? made me watch it. Oh, he made oh, okay. He made me watch it, and uh, it just fucking depressed the life out of me. Yeah, it would be very depressing. Yeah, it'd be like in your, you know, you've got your first movie done. Yeah, and then somebody shows you The Godfather for the first time, and you're like, "Fuck everything." Yeah, uh, yeah. I was actually gonna say it was like it probably was have been like um, when Clapton first seen Hendrix, mm-hmm. but then that would mean that I would be comparing myself to being at least on the standard of Clapton. With that. <laughs> so well, it's, it's an analogy that. you can say anything. No, it's more analogy of RDG. I don't. He's dead, man. We can't. I can't do that. No, that's too much. Not gone ahead. Though. I don't want to worry you going with that. Like Artie G um, versus Jimi Hendrix. That's what I'm talking about. And I don't mean Artie at his prime. I mean late Artie. Like when Artie was just staring in the window of the beatbox at a poster of Jimi Hendrix going, one is Artie and gives Great hair, man. Um, That's what I mean at all. I wasn't trying to say that I'm as good as that to be watching. No, but I I think... But you know what I mean? I understand where It's when you watch that, I'd be going, what the fuck's (laughs) the point? What am I doing? Never going to get to that fucking... You know, that's just how good day he is. He's just so yeah, good. And there's only, there are only a few like him in the world, thank fuck. Um, but again, I think Kay is is not controversial in that sense, but Kay spends the time on the craft. Yeah. And all acts do. All acts spend time. But he he has it as hard as maybe Kevin Bridges or John Bishop. Because when you have that level of fame, mm-hmm. you can't just rock up to a comedy club. Because number one, they're going to want to announce it. Yes, so the are. place is fucking bunged. Uh, and it's full of dickheads then who want to show up Peter Kay because they could. They were at the comedy club. They only paid a five round to go and see. You know what I mean? Um, so I know he what he does do is he does on like a mini tour, like a silent tour. So he goes to like a, a, a venue of like 115, 120 people. And they know it's him? They know it's him. Um, but they Sells it out in fucking seconds. Oh, like I don't think he has to sell them. I think it's just like given. But he goes to test out his material okay. for the big show. Because anybody, like even for me as fucking uh, as an amateur comedian, I still have a, a an open mic circuit to go to if I want to try new mm-hmm. stuff or try to write new material. Because you don't know what's funny. He, as much as he knows he's funny, you don't know material is funny until you hear an audience laugh at it. Yeah, that's fair. So um, he has to, you know, I, I do feel sorry for those big acts that don't really get that chance to go and, and get that tried out. But whereas then again, when he's lying on his 100 million, I think he'd be all right. Whereas when I play... Um Say love even bewitched at a mm. wedding. <laughs> I know it's a banger. <laughs> I can tell by your face. Every time. <laughs> I just wonder how you stop yourself and get up to do the, the Irish dance in the middle of the drum or something. Because I'm playing the fucking drums. <laughs> That's the only way. But your feet are fucking moving. Yeah, my feet are still everything's going. <laughs> my heart my heart's beating. So we are gonna so 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 there we are. So I'm gonna say so, so. anymore. Uh I think we we have come to the end of our natural uh, uh, conclusion to Phoenix Nights. We hope we've sold it well enough to you. There's definitely plenty of comedy in it. Definitely oh, great writing. Just, if, you, if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, like really do. And, it's and not. It's not like what we've put to you in the past, where you have to sit and watch an hour and a half film, where you got to go listen to a sixty minute album. Yeah. It's twenty one minutes mm-hmm. times twelve. You can stop after two. You can stop after. You can watch the whole thing. You don't have to go back to it ever again. But I can guarantee you, it's fine. Absolutely. And good luck finding it. (laughs) 
I've a few copies of it. Not on Netflix, not on iPad. No, it's newer. Not on Amazon Prime, not anywhere they get it all. So go and buy it. um, We will set up a wee car boot down in uh, the Mart. And uh, what we'll do is we'll sell Uh the DVDs out the back. But they'll not be Uh DVDs, they'll be USB pens. (laughs) Encrypted. With a special code. From the computer, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah we will do that because it's highly illegal and we love doing that. Oh yeah, we love doing things illegal. Yeah, and um, we're not just pissing about like a jail and stuff. On that lovely, perfect note, um, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from London. Bye, everybody. See you next week. We hope.